Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and AJ Applegar. It's Sin Shu Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. <laughs> All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, the Wolfman himself, AJ Abergarth. What's up, man? Uh, I, I feel like I should be doing some kind of wolf call, but uh, <laughs> but I but I won't because we already have a uh, three man wolf pack show. So <laughs> yeah, they can they can have it. <laughs> I'll leave it with them. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we got our second of our division previews for the fantasy baseball uh, <clears throat> draft shows last week with the AL East with Alex fast. Go back and check that one out if you haven't watched it. And then this week we're going to be doing the AL central. Uh, before we jump into that though, just want to remind everybody subscribe and follow us on YouTube, Periscope, wherever you listen, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. We're there. Um, so we appreciate your support. And uh, before we jump on with our guest, AJ, let's do our beer of the week. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> mm, beer. All right, AJ, what you got going on? Well, I myself am uh, drinking a local to me now brewery beer uh, called Sweet Emulsion from Bog Turtle Brewery here in the heart of Rising Sun, Maryland. And uh, we went up there last week. My my wife surprised me with my sister's birthday present was a couple of growlers from this place. So all very good beers. This is a double IPA, I believe. Uh, I think it's around 9%. Um, but I have it literally on tap in my man can uh, mini keg, which I, I can't move my camera and show you right now because then I would really piss Jeff off. I but say, I can, Jeff be, Jeff I can lift it up and, and okay. then just just do this. <laughs> so this is the man can. Nice. Shameless Solid work. Nice, man. All right. So I'm drinking an Aslan Brewing Company uh, double starfish IPA. Uh, it's it's a good one, man. 8.3 percent it's one it's one of their like better beers that they that they have i know our friend jason talks about these a lot i gave it a uh, i gave it a four and a half on untapped it's just really smooth even though it's, it's sort of heavy it's it's smooth as well um but it's not like so bitter that it's just like ugh, it just like smacks you in the face it's it's a good it's a, just a really good solid ipa i like it a lot so all right jump into our al central preview here let's before we do that, though, we got to make sure we bring on our guest, uh, longtime fantasy baseball and football writer here at Fantasy Six Pack, uh, was in the top 30 overall for the fantasy football um, expert accuracy contest at, over at Fantasy Pros. So in the top 10 for a while, laying in the top 10 a few times over, you know, for week two for the weekly as well. Um, Dennis Sosick. How's it going, man? How are you doing, Joe? How are you doing, AJ? Good, buddy. How good, are good, you? man. Um, Glad to have you here. Um, I know you are a AL Central 
fan, Cleveland fan. So um, let's get into this if you're ready, man. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, so Cleveland Indians, uh, new to the team this year, notable uh, uh, additions here. Eddie Rosario over from the Twins. It's kind of an interesting one. Um, Ahmed Rosario as well. And then um, I put Andres Jimenez on there just because right now Roster Resource has him as a starter. We'll see if that really happens. But uh, right now it's a notable addition just because he's going to get playing time. Uh, but speaking of that playing time, the the starting lineup here is uh, Cesar Hernandez, uh, Jose Ramirez, Eddie Rosario, Framil Reyes, Josh Naylor, uh, Roberto Perez, and then uh, Andres Jimenez, Oscar Mercado, and Daniel Johnson. And then pitching, which is the strength of this team, in my opinion, Shane Bieber, Zach Plesek, Aaron Savale, Tristan McKenzie and Logan Allen. And they've got probably guys waiting to come up as well. Um, they just always seem like they've got guys. So AJ lead the way with the first question, man. All right. We'll do. We'll do. Um, so being an Indians fan, um, the first question here is obviously in regards to the loss of Francisco Lindor, um, I mean, Dennis, what, what does this loss do to the rest of this offense, and especially Jose Ramirez? Yeah, I was uh, kind of depressed about losing Lindor. He was the heart and soul of the team, and his charisma led the team. And losing him is going to kill the offense. We didn't have that much of an offense anyways, and losing him is going to make it a lot worse. I think Jose Ramirez will be fine. Um, he's still a top-10 pick in fantasy. He was the AL uh, MVP runner-up last year. So I think he'll be fine in the lineup, but the rest of the lineup I'm really worried about. I mean, Cesar Hernandez is a decent hitter on top of the order. He led the AL with 20 doubles last season. And Rosario is a 20-homer guy. Um, he does well at progressive field. Uh, he was an Indian killer, so it's good to have him on our side this year. Uh, but the rest of the lineup, I'm a little worried about that. Um, after Reyes at four, we got a lot of question marks. Yeah, in, indeed. I, I, I do like the the two, three, four that they've got projected right now. Cesar Hernandez is just kind of a guy, in my opinion, but you know, he, he can he can make it work at the top. And if they want to swap him to two and lead off with Jose Ramirez, that might be okay as well. Um, but yeah, the, the offense in general is gonna struggle. <coughs> Sorry. Um yeah, it it'd be interesting to see if, you know, maybe some some RBI totals fall with without without Lindor there, uh, you know, kind of setting the table there. Um, but speaking of, you know, the, the offense struggling, let's focus on this, this pitching staff a little bit. We obviously know Bieber's a stud. We, we all, we all like, um, uh, uh, but, but, but as well. Tristan McKenzie is a guy who's kind of interesting. So, you know, he came up and was fantastic in his short time last, you know, last season, uh, 3.25 ERA, 42 Ks in 33 and a third innings. Um, what can we honestly expect from him in 2021 now? Yeah, I think fantasy managers uh, have to love what they saw last year from McKenzie. I mean, his best pitches are his 86 mile slider to go with the 2 7 curveball that goes 80 miles an hour. I mean, he needs more to be more consistent, like most young pitchers do. Um, but 
he has a plus command. He's only averaged 2.7 walks, but he also averages 11 strikeouts per nine in his five seasons as a pro. Um, the biggest concern I think I have with McKenzie would be his durability. He missed all of 2019 with the upper back issue. So he needs to prove he can hold up for a full season. And hopefully as he develops, you know, physically, um, he should he should be able to, to withstand the, the rigors of the season. And hopefully fault up to SP2 for the Indians. Or I should say the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, I guess the, the one <laughs> where I have. Yeah, I guess the one worry I have of him is that uh, he his home run rate was pretty high, and then his BABIP was super low. So it feels like <laughs> both of those things are going against him. And if they, uh, you know, the the BABIP if if the BABIP normalizes, then it's going to get worse. And if he doesn't correct the home run rate, then his ERA could skyrocket into the mid fours, even maybe higher. Uh, and I see a lot of projections here have him the, at the lowest 4.1, at the highest 4.8. Actually, 4.9. Sorry, Zips has him at 4.9. I mean, thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think it'll be a lot of you know, some growing pains earlier in the season, but I think he'll, he'll develop into uh, you know at least uh, the three you know, SP3 or hopefully SP2 because I think. We're going to need as much pitching as we can get. Keep saying yeah. we, the Cleveland team. Is yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> Already come on and talk about the team you root for. Right. <laughs> Keep saying we. It's all good. Uh, all right. Well, uh, moving on here. While staying staying in the bullpen, we've got Brad Hand now no longer in town as well. Uh, you know, James Karinchek came in last year and – and he actually played really well, uh, especially when Hand was struggling and or injured. Um, do you think Karinchek can actually carry the load as the closer this year, or are you uh, expecting some others to mix in for saves? Yeah, I think he'll be. Uh, they're going to use him as a closer for sure this year. I mean, he pitched uh, in 27 games last year. He had a 2.67 ERA. 1.11 whip, and he had a tremendous 17.7 strikeouts per nine, which is obviously phenomenal. So I'm, he's one of the guys I'll be targeting in my fantasy leagues this year. Hopefully, he's not as well known out of out of Cleveland. So um, hopefully, he'll be uh, someone who's available for me in my drafts. All right, any thoughts, Joe? Not really. I uh, I, I kind of just picked pick the end of the litter here when it comes to closers. So yeah, perhaps he'll be there for me as well. I, I don't, I go maybe, you know, one guy early and then just kind of figure it out as the season goes on. I also don't play in a lot of only saves leagues, so I can go out and get like the, the really good guys who can get me great ratios. And I know they're going to get me great ratios and things like that and holds. So I'm, I'm fine there. So let's move over here to the white socks. All right. Producer. Yeah. Jeff's team here. Um, so AJ, go ahead All and right. take it away, man. So new to the team this year, we've got Adam Eaton, uh, which I believe this is actually a re- return to the team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, hmm, not really new to the team, new this year. Um, well, yes, Lance Lynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lance Lynn. Uh, and Liam Hendricks. So 
of these three guys, I, I am a little intrigued by Lance Lynn. Um, he's kind of had a bit of an up and down career in my opinion, but lately he's been pretty solid now that he seems to be healthy. Dennis, do you have any thoughts on, on Lynn for the white Sox? Yeah. I mean, Lance Lynn is uh, extremely durable. He was posted close to 300 innings in the last two full seasons with the RA under 3.5 average 14 wins, nine strikeouts per nine throughout his career. But the one issue I have with Lynn is is he gets up the long ball at 1.4 homers per nine. I mean, homers per nine. That's like the seventh worst in the league last season. And that was pitching at a pitcher-friendly park in Globe Lake Field. Now he's going to the guaranteed right field, which is give up the seven left home runs in baseball last year. So I wouldn't – I'm thinking more of a bus candidate than some I'd be worried about getting in my drafts this year. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting you brought that home run rate because he, he had a .91 the season before when they were at the old stadium, which was a hitter-friendly park. Then they go to pitcher-friendly park and 1.4. That's just very odd. Um, again, last year was just an odd season, so it's hard to, you know, it's hard to take all of, you know, last season, you know, fully. It's just, I don't know. This is a weird one for me. So, um, anyway, go, go ahead and AJ. Yeah, so uh, looking at their lineup here, we've got Tim Anderson um, leading off. We've got new slash old slash welcome back Cotter, uh, Adam Eaton. Second, we got Yasmani Grandal at three. We got Jose Abreu and cleanup. Eloy Jimenez at five. Yon yeah. Makata, uh, Luis Robert, I believe. It is Robert. Okay. That's what it's. it's I mean, it's spelled how it sounds. So, um, <laughs> try to I get mean, fancy. It sounds how it's spelled. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's, I, I would, you would think I would know better since it's my dad's name, but, uh, Coming in at the eight spot, you got Adam Engel, and then uh, closing everything out here in the nine hole, you got Nick Madrigal. Interesting lineup. Uh, lots of young talent here. Um, and then so, not, yeah, I, I mean, but also awesome. <laughs> yeah. So go for it. Uh, you didn't want to do the pitchers? Do I know? Oh, okay. yeah. Shit. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry, I'm a little thirsty. Um, yes, pitchers. I'm going to pitchers instead. Now. We got uh, Lucas Giolito uh, at the one. Dallas Keuchel, Lance Lynn, who we already talked about. Uh, Dylan Cease, who's a uh, pretty highly touted prospect for them coming in. And then you got uh, Carlos Rodon. Be interesting to see if he can actually pitch more than five innings this year. <laughs> Jeff says no. All right, so let's get to the first question here. I kind of alluded to the first question here. Jose Abreu. Ooh, baby, did he have a hell of a 2020. Um, the one guy who actually liked 2020. Um, 60 games, 60 RBI. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> uh, 19 home runs, 43 runs, 317 batting average, his highest since his rookie season. I mean, just remarkable what this guy did last year 60 game season though i mean how much are we you know how much are you buying into 
that being a Jose Abreu kind of season. Granted, we all know he's not going 162 RBI, but like, can he do this again? You know, even you know three fourths of that again. Yeah, I think he can. He's one of the most consistent players in the game. And every season he's played over 145 games, he's surpassed 100 RBIs and averaged 31 home runs, hitting no worse than 284. I mean, obviously that 317 is the outlier. In 60 games, it's yeah, he could have been hot for it seemed like just half a half a season almost. Right. So it's hard to determine that, but I still think he's the power is there. The batting average may not be as as the elite as it was, but I think he'll still be a 30 homer, 100 RBI guy. Yeah, I kind of laugh that people were really just like off of him for so many years. And I get it because the White Sox were pretty trash around him was kind of the problem. And now they have talent around him. And so his talent is really showing because he's getting the he he's getting all the numbers and his numbers are actually, you know, his RBIs were always good, but now they're elite. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm on board with him fully this year. So. All right. Uh, next question here. Uh, we get back into the pitching a little bit here. So uh, as we said, Geo's first. Then we got Lynn Keuchel as the 2-3. Uh, and Cease, possibly Kopik and Rodon. Um, I mean, can you trust those last three guys as a consistent, bleh, consistent streaming option for fantasy? Yeah, we talked a little bit about down before and I, I mean, he's still trying to come back from Tommy John surgery in 2019, and I don't see him starting anymore. I think he's more of a bullpen guy now. Um, and Dylan sees he's hard throwing a right hander that's also been highly touted. He had he was five and four at the 4.01 ERA, but he led the AL in walks last year. So somehow he has to learn how to what to do with this stuff, and he's been he'll slide behind the top three. Which should help him will be less pressure on him, but I don't think he needs to hone his stuff in. And Kopik, I mean, it seems like he's been around forever as a high, you know, prospect, and maybe we'll finally see him uh, do something this year. All right, Joe, any thoughts? Yeah, it's tough, man. All these guys have their, you know, have their demons, right? I mean, and the thing with Kopik is like he came up in the majors in in 2018, and then. It, he got absolutely shelled. I mean, he looked like he didn't belong. And I mean, he's kind of an old prospect at this point. He's going to be 25 this season. Um, and so it's kind of like, when's this dude going to figure it out? I mean, he dominated in the, in the minors, but like, you kind of wonder if he's going to be one of those quad a players. Like he's just going to be dominant in the minors and then just kind of a nothing in the majors. And maybe because he's got such a good fastball, he can become, you know, a reliever instead. He's just not starter material, so he can come in, kind of shut people out for you know a few pitch, you know a few pitches here and there, and that's it. But maybe he's not starter material. But I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of innings under his belt in the majors. You know, obviously he was injured and then opted out and things like that. So um, it's a wait and see with him. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see him kind of falter again, and then he just gets moved to the bullpen. So it's, it's going to be hard to trust these guys. I wouldn't draft any of them this year at all. So uh, moving over here to Luis Robert. Uh, no there. It was, <laughs> it was a uh, 
He was a monster last season, man. In uh, you know, in twenty two hundred twenty seven plate appearances, he had eleven home runs and nine steals. Um, I and I looked over his stats, and, and the biggest thing that popped out to me, worries, worry wise, is that he's a thirty two percent K rate and a very low average. I mean, he was pretty good in the average department uh, in the minors. So, I mean, any concern that he can't correct it and it becomes a problem for him in the in the majors. No, I'm not worried about Robert or Revere. It depends on how you say it. Um, yeah, I think he just hit their rookie wall in September when he hit a measly 136 with one home run. But if you took a look at his stats in July and August when he was hitting 298, 10 home runs, 24 RBIs, um, he was obviously he was phenomenal then. And he followed up that slump in September by hitting 308 in the playoff series against the A's. So I think he's, I think he just hit a wall then. I think he'll be fine. Um, and obviously he's stellar in the outfield and we want to go glove. So, you know, he's going to be out there every, every day. So I have no concerns about Robert. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. AJ, you got any thoughts about him? Uh, I actually, I just did a little research. I'm pretty sure it's actually Louise Smith. The, uh, the Robert is silent. <laughs> what? what? I don't know with you. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> move, move it on. Yeah, I'm, really you're welcome. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with you, AJ. All right, <laughs> Detroit Tigers. This will be fun. Um, <clears throat> new to the team. I got Wilson Ramos. I looked and it was just like nothing. Like they're not even trying. <laughs> uh, Fangraphs roster resource lineup here, which isn't loading fantastic for me right now. Uh, I'll give it two more seconds. If not, we're just going to move the hell on because this isn't this isn't good radio. Me bob my head to nothing. All right, AJ, let's get the first question because uh, apparently roster resource lineup to, does not matter. <laughs> apparently, uh, welcome to Detroit. Want me to uh, talk oh. about them either. All right. So we got a uh, super prospect, Casey Mize. Um, I mean, is he even worth drafting this season? He did struggle in the majors pretty badly last season. Um, again, you know, hashtag 2020. I, I don't know. But this guy's this guy's a really uh, touted guy, and he didn't really show it. So what are your thoughts on Mize this year? Yeah, to say his uh, MLB debut last season was – didn't live up to expectations, obviously, is a huge understatement. He went winless in seven starts, posting an ugly 6.99 ERA. Uh, but I think he's still a lot for the rotation and could be a surprise, excellent value in late rounds. I mean, he had the pedigree from pitching the minors, and you have to wonder, though, what his awful showing will do to his psyche this year. Hopefully, he get it out of his head and get his head straight so he can uh, proceed and build upon his minor seasons. Any thoughts, Joe, on uh, Mize? Uh, I, I I like I like Mize a lot. I think uh, I think he's somebody that you know you could potentially take late 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 rounds of the draft. Um, you know, obviously in keeper and dynasty leagues, he's going to go way earlier than that. But uh, I think he's somebody that you know you can you can stash you know in the stream with the rest of you guys. You know, you're going to get players injured, and so you're going to have you know uh, spots open up as as the uh, 
as the injuries happen, and so you can you can plug in some some extra pitchers to fill in the role here. Um, but another pitcher that that kind of caught my eye, and, and you know, not super exciting, but just somebody who people I think recognize. But Michael Fulmer, um, like he wasn't anything like great early in his career, but he was he was good. Um, and started going downhill, had the injury, and then was obviously terrible last season when he when he tried to pitch and off of it. But um I mean any hope that Michael Fulmer can be even close to what he was pre injury? Yeah, the the good news with Fulmer is that he didn't miss the start last season after coming back from uh Tommy John surgery the previous season. The bad news is he was pretty damn awful. Uh, 0-2 with an 8.780 ERA, allowing eight home runs in 27 innings. You know, with the, m- the many arms they have in the, the Tigers' uh, farm system, uh, I think this will be his final chance to hold on to a rotation spot. And, you know, the trend is always that it takes two years after Tommy John to get back completely. So this this season will be a defining moment for him, see if he can, uh, you know, re- rebound. And I don't see myself taking a chance with him this year. No, 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 he's gonna be, maybe somebody would be like, oh, hey, I remember that guy. He might put the little star next to his name in the free agent list. But other than that, he's not getting drafted anywhere. There's going to be somebody that decides, hey, I remember this guy and then ends up taking a bunch of the players ahead of him and just pushing them down the list, but forgetting to push him way, way down the list. And then they'll get stuck drafting him on an auto draft. Watch. <clears throat> It'll probably be me. Um, the past experience, or yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hold on, guys, I'll be right back. I got to go to the bathroom and get a beer and some Cheetos. And <laughs> what the hell is Michael Fulmer doing on my team? <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so uh, dipping back into some some prospect talk here, we've got Isaac Paredes. Um, I mean, what exactly do you see as his ceiling this year? Um, I mean, one point he was being discussed as one of the top prospects in the game, but you know, that shines pretty much worn off at this point. So what do you, what are you seeing with Paredes? Yeah, he, he started off on fire, but then uh, reality kicked in and you saw him finishing, uh, hitting 220. He struck out 24 times. Uh, last season, he only had 22 hits and 100 at-bats. I mean, he has some pop in his bat, but not enough for me to take him, uh, take a chance on him this year. What about in a dynasty league? Would you be targeting him for maybe down the line? or? Uh, there's even some talk that he may be with the second base as well, which is kind of weird, but um, he's played that in the minors. But I think they, um, Tigers will start him at third and see if he could hit him. I kind of have my reservations about him succeeding as a hitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really in on him either. I've actually been offered him in a few trades in Dynasty, and I've just been like, ah, I just don't feel it. Like, I mean, it doesn't feel like the power is there for him. You know, he's he's hitting, you know, just over, you know, just over ten every season for in the minors and. I mean, yeah, I know we see sometimes the power comes late for some of these guys, but it just the the batting profile for him doesn't doesn't show that really the power is coming 
Um, and then, you know, obviously he came up last year. And again, he's young, but he, he really did struggle. So I'm just not, I'm not really in on him. Um, it's unfortunate because he really was being um, touted as a, as a huge, as a huge prospect at one point. So, but all right, let's move on here to the Kansas City Royals. AJ, have at it. All right, KC, what's up, Marsh? All right, uh, <laughs> new to listening. the team, we got <laughs> fantasy. Carlos Santa. I know he doesn't, but I had to give him a shout out. Carlos sure. Santana working his way through the uh, the central here. We got Michael Taylor, Hanser Alberto, uh, Mike Miner, and. Apparently now we have Andrew Benintendi mm-hmm. newly traded to the Royals. So let's dip into that for a second. Um, I mean, to me, Benintendi never lived up to his billing. Uh, what are your thoughts on this this new get for the Royals, Dennis? Yeah, like you said, he never. He never uh, prospered like he was supposed to. I mean, he had hit 290 in 2018. That was his peak. He never lived up to that afterwards. And I think Archino Senior will help him. Um, he'll probably be taking over left field for now that Alex Gordon retired. But uh, he has a chance to revive his career. I'm sorry, revive his career in case he hopefully he can do that. Um, but uh, all signs show that he's uh, not as good as he thinks he is and not as good as fantasy managers hope he would be yeah he's been a disappointment on multiple teams of mine for about four years now so uh uh i've moved on (laughs) any thoughts on on the ben nintendo trade yeah i mean yeah he 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 was a guy who had what a 2020 year in his second season ever and so people were like oh my god Oh my God, this guy's gonna be awesome! And then no, <laughs> not 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 gonna happen, guys. Unfortunately. So, I, I mean, everybody bought into him, including me. You know, it's the profile was there for him, and and he was on a good team. And now Boston seems to be selling everybody, which is kind of weird. They have like they can they have some of the most money in baseball. I don't really understand what they're doing. Um, who knows? But. It is what it is. Um, Let's move on here to our questions for the Royals. First question here. Sal Perez, man. He like he's been one of the best fantasy catchers in the game, basically due to his, you know, Iron Man like approach to playing games at this position. He racks up more innings, more games behind the plate than anybody back there. Um, And because of it, he racks up counting stats. Um, I mean, look, he's a he's a solid hitter, and he hits for plenty of power for that position. Uh, the average isn't, you know, a, average is pretty good as well. But like, like he's turning thirty one, and at some point, the the bottom falls out pretty quickly for catchers. Are you worried about him this season at age thirty three, where he's being drafted? It's a, and it's around ninety for overall ADP. Yeah, I mean, like you said, catchers, uh, it's always uh, a jackpot with that position. You don't know what you're going to get sometimes. So um, he's pretty concrete with what he's going to give you every year. Um, he's you know, he's going to be durable. 
But, you know, like you said, he's 31 years old. And with catchers, that's a lot of wear and tear. He missed some time last year with uh, you know, COVID, and he had that eye, some eye serious injury with his eye. So um, even still, he still had the team with home runs. And when he came back from that in September, he was outstanding. He had seven home runs yeah. in September. So he was phenomenal. Um, but, you know, just like, you know, he's found a decline, just like we all are as we get older. But I think, you know, you got – Everyone is every year you're going to draft a bust. I think I'd rather take my chances that he's going to prove he could do it again before he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Anything I mean, else? I feel like as a catcher, it's not a good injury if you have an eye injury and cannot <laughs> see a ball coming at you ninety plus <laughs> miles an hour. So, yeah. But no, I I, I do like Perez. I I think. Uh, if he's hanging around there later, I might try to uh, to dip into that well, um, just for the reasons that you mentioned. I mean, he, he's a guy who plays the position that is most likely only going to play three to four days a week, yet they find ways to get him, him in more than that. And, uh, you know, that's that's very helpful for from a fantasy standpoint. So that's about all I got on that. But uh, moving on. Okay. I mean, we, we got to just brace ourselves for the elephant in the room of Whit Merrifield. Um, are you drafting him at his current ADP of 38, 39, uh, knowing that it's very likely he will be a trade candidate this year? And his value maybe increases, maybe decreases. Mm. Depends on where he goes. So what are your thoughts on Merrifield and uh, are, are you targeting him this year? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have Merrifield, but not at his current ADP. I think, you know, he has he has a solid floor. In the last season, he didn't, he didn't uh, you know, play as well as he did last season before when he had 300 uh, in back-to-back seasons and led the league in hits. But I think, like you said, he's probably going to be traded. But he looks like he's not going to be traded for the last three years, and he's still in Kansas City. So um, I'd take a chance on him, but I'm not going to do it at that current ADP. Yeah, 100% agree. He's not stealing bases at the clip that he once was, and that was driving his value way up. Uh, I get last year, actually, he, he was hitting for a bit more power. Um, but... You know, I, I don't I don't buy into that keeping up this this season for a full season. And yeah, you just never know where he's going to get traded. I, I, look, I know the Royals seem to think they're going to win, which is why they made the trade for Ben Attendee. Um, but that move's not going to help them win. And they're probably not going to win. Yeah, their offense can maybe hit some home runs, you know, with, you know, with Soler and, and Sal Perez and, you know, players like that. But it's not going to win games. It's pitching stuff. It's gross. So um, <laughs> good luck, you know, competing against the the White Sox and still the Indians, even though I don't think they're as good as they were last year. They're still going to be better than the Royals. Um, so if the Royals are smart, you know, I, I believe Benatendi or not Benatendi, uh, Merrifield is on his last season before arbitration is up for him. They need to get rid of him because they're not going to be able to afford him. And, 
yeah, they it's, they need to get something for him. So uh, it's just one of those like you just never know if he's going to go to a, a a good team and maybe not find enough playing time, or if he's going to go to a mediocre team that thinks they have a chance at the playoffs. And it's still a mediocre team and it doesn't really matter. So like it's it's a high price to pay for a lot of unknown with him. So I'm I'm out uh, unless he falls a round or two. So um, speaking of the pitching staff here, the last question we've got for the Royals, the projections do not have a single Royal projected to have an ERA below four. Is <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> that was great. That was fantastic. Um, is there is there even remotely anyone interesting on this team for fantasy? You know, if I had a a gun in my head, there's one pitcher that I would somewhat consider. That'd be a Brady Singer. Um, he okay. had a four four point zero six ERA in twelve starts. He made a jump to the majors after just one season between A-plus and double-A ball. Um, he showed out his last four starts with a 2.73 ERA, and he struck out 25 batters in 24 innings in those starts. So he showed up. He showed that he was improving throughout the year, and I think that he would continue that. I mean, whether you're not going to get them, obviously, that many wins in Kansas City, but I think he can give you some stats, and he may be someone I would stream in an ideal matchup. So I, I kind of thought you might go Mike Miner because um, he's the guy who comes <laughs> to my mind because of what he did two years ago. Um, and then I think even the year before that, and again, um, as we all know, Fangrass is down and I haven't pulled up baseball reference yet. Cause I if see. you, if you oh, look at, at Miner's stats from 2017 when he actually donned a Royals jersey. Yeah, I mean, okay, six and six, great. But ZRA was 255. The whip just over one, 1. 1.2. And that was in 77, two thirds innings pitch. He was I mean, coming out of the bullpen then. Yeah. That's he, he why was I think a lot. Comes here too. Yeah. He, uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think he's going to pitch in the rotation. I think he's, you know, he's solidified he himself. The pitch. He had come pitch. off of. He had come off of like two or three straight years of like he couldn't pitch. So when Kansas yeah. City got him that year, they were like, go to the bullpen and figure yourself out. And he dominated. And then went to Texas and was, was mediocre, uh, basically the rest of the way. But like. The end of, I believe it was the end of 2019. He was lights out, or maybe it was a very, yeah. no, I forget he was what it was. Phenomenal. That he year. was so good. Um, I, I actually ended up trading for him in a dynasty league to win that league that year because I was just like, I just need pitching. <laughs> I pulled one of those moves, but yeah, then he, he dropped last year. So I don't know. He he's interesting to me. I don't think I would draft him. There's probably a ton of other guys that I would I would rather have over him, but he's got potential to kind of bounce back, I think. So um his FIP last year was nowhere near his actual ERA. And he's moving to Kansas City, where we know it's hard to hit home runs, a lot harder than most ballparks. So that could help him big time. 
So moving over here to the last team of the AL Central, it is the Minnesota Twins. New to the team, we've got Angelson Simmons, J.A. Happ, and Alex Colome. Um, So nothing sexy there. We'll move on. But uh, just some solid pieces to help out this already pretty good team. Uh, the, the batting lineup, and if I can pull it up here, this is not the same as what we usually look at, so I don't know if it's actually good or not. But uh, so... Oh, so this is just the starting lineup. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, starting lineup here, we've got Mitch Garver, first base, Miguel Sano, second base, uh, Jorge Polanco, shortstop, Anderson Simmons, third base, Josh Donaldson. Left field is, I don't know the first name, Kirilov. Um, Alex oh, Kirilov, yeah, that's Alex. right. Center field, Byron Buxton. Right field, Max Kepler. And DH, good old Nelson Cruz, who is baseball's Frank Gore. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Frank Gore's been solid, dude. I'm not gonna ever knock on that kid. Um, kid, yeah, he's like, he's like 87 anyway, years old. What are you talking days. about? Um, so yeah, anyway, AJ, take it away. First question. <laughs> All right, so please, 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 Dennis. Explain why Byron Buxton continues to get drafted where he does. This season, his ADP is 119. Okay. It's still way too early for a guy who hasn't done anything other than get injured, uh, not play, and piss off his owners after they drafted him. What do you think about Buxton? I, I can't explain uh, Buxton. I mean, he's he's one of those players with all the talent in the world, but hasn't put it all together yet. A lot of it has to do with his health. He only played, he's played 92 games or less than five of his six seasons in the majors. So, I mean, you know, he's a 230 lifetime hitter, strikes out 30% of the time. I, I'm not sure why he gets drafted. I, I wouldn't touch him at all. I've never had Byron Buxton, and I never will, dude. Like, I just don't get it. Uh, I mean, he he sort of sort of showed promise for a half of a season in 2017, and everybody like just when the balloon was starting to deflate, it just went. It was like, and it still won't go away. You're like, it's been three years, guys. Figure this out. He's not that good. Um, the, I say it every year. Like, we talk trash about it every year on the show. And I'm like, this is going to be the year he's going to prove me wrong. Fine. Prove me wrong. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I keep I keep throwing in the chips on Byron Buxton. And I keep getting them back. So, and just, I don't want anything to do with it. Um, speaking of another injury-prone guy, Josh Donaldson. Over the last four seasons, injuries have been a huge problem. Outside of, you know, the one super healthy year that he played for Atlanta. Uh, and was a monster. Um, you know, and that is built into his draft price this year for sure. He is dirt cheap, 184 ADP right now. I mean, any chance you give this guy a chance at that sort of price, knowing that if he's healthy, the ceiling is incredible for this guy, especially on this offense. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you got to go, especially at that draft price, to get that ceiling. We had 37 home runs in that in 2019, and he's going to be hitting third in front of Cruz. You know, he's going to get some good pitches to hit. As long as he can stay healthy, I think 
it'll be he's not a bad option at that uh, draft capital. Hey, Joe, what do you think there, man? Yeah, I definitely like Donaldson this year. Uh, you know, again, it, it all comes down to his health, but I, I think there was a lot of issues he dealt with that just were ticky-tack bullshit injuries that just kept nagging and, and going and, and kept hanging him up. Um, you know, once he finally got past all that and got healthy, we saw what he did, uh, and it was great. So I'm hoping that he can stay at this low ADP because I'm all over it and will be drafting him if he's sitting there late falling to me in every league I'm in. I mean, he's the 26th third baseman off the board right now. <laughs> it's insane. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's that, so nuts. That does not make sense at all. Like, do people just not even know who he is anymore? Uh, well, like... it's because last year he was hurt too. So it's been, you know, three out of four years. He's just been decimated by injuries. And, you know, even when he was playing last year, it wasn't good. A 222 average. 2019 hit 33 home runs, but it was a 259 average. Um, look, at 80, ADP 184, I'm taking a 260 average and 30 home runs if I can get it. Like, you're not, if that's, you're if not if that's looking for average at 184. No, because <laughs> the guys down there, you're not. You know, unless if you, you are. You're doing it wrong. Well, <laughs> if you are. Please join a league that I will be in. If you're looking at average that late, you're looking at a guy who's going to get you 30 RBI and 30 runs and, you know, two stolen bases and, and play, you know, 40 games. Good job. <laughs> Not helpful. Um, so, yeah, it's it's one of those. I will take the possible, you know, break, you know, bounce back ceiling season for him at that sort of level. But I have a feeling it's going to be. He's going to climb the board as the, as the uh, offseason goes on because I think a lot of people are going to think and see that and recognize it and go, um, yeah, we're being stupid. And just people are going to start grabbing him earlier and earlier and his ADP will rise and then it, start, it, just, it just snowballs that way. That's what happens with these kind of players. So, yeah. All right. So back with the Twins yet again. Um Mr. Nelson Cruz has re-upped with Minnesota for it's now his 17th major league season, which is pretty impressive. You don't really see that much longevity anymore. Except for Frank Gore. Yep. <laughs> Except for Frank Gore. Okay, but wrong sport. Hey, which, hey guess what? In football, it's so, more impressive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will give you that. Um I mean, hell, Frank Gore, I feel like, graduated from Miami, played out his initial five years, and then came back again after four years in the NFL and played again at Miami while we were in college. <laughs> anyway, uh, now at age 40 for Mr. Nelson Cruz, and that's it's a young, ripe age of 40 because I just hit it myself. Can we trust Cruz to keep just mashing the hell out of the ball. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's, he hit 303 last year, 16 home runs, and 185 at-bats. Um, you know, I think I'm taking a chance on Cruz until he gives me a reason not to. I mean, no player 
the majors have more home runs over the last seven seasons than Cruz. So I'm going to take my chances that he's going to continue doing that until he doesn't. Yeah, the, the the only thing that hurts with Nelson Cruz is that he does have that DH only. So it's it's utility only, and and that's such that's such a brutal position to have only one you know, only have eligibility at because it just limits your lineup flexibility. And that's a big reason for success in a lot of leagues, especially daily lineup leagues, is having that lineup flexibility where you can move guys in and out and just collect stats. Um, but Cruz is good enough to kind of overcome that if he really can keep that, you know, 35 to 40 home run streak going. It's just been amazing for him. Um, I think I've been kind of buying in on the fact that it's going to end for a long time, but it just, hasn't so um no well i mean absolutely crazy how hard he hits the ball he he's looked at you know early on as a potential injury guy and this and that you know back 10 11 years ago okay yeah i get it you know he played 128 games in 2009 108 games in in 2010 124 in 2011. I mean, he still hit 33 homers, 22 homers, 29 homers in those three seasons, respectively. Um, ever since then, you know, he's really played uh, aside from 2013, but he still managed 27 homers in 109 games played. I mean, that's like basically two thirds of the season. And he's hitting nearly 30 homers. Um, I mean, all this guy does is just go out and crush the living hell out of the ball. So, yeah, I, I'm all over having him, even though it is a limited position eligibility. Um, you know, if I play in a league with two utilities, you're damn right I'm going after him yeah. pretty freaking early. So his to ADP, fill one of those. His ADP gets higher to me in weekly lineup leagues and best ball leagues. Yeah. So in Raz Slam, uh, that is run by the Raz Ball guys, um, it's a best ball style format. So you don't have to set a lineup. It's just whoever's best that week. Nelson Cruz is probably going to go two rounds higher than his ADP right now. And it should. Cause, deservedly so. Yeah. So, all right, Dennis, we like to finish up the, the show for each of these division previews with our standings projection for this, this division. So, uh, go ahead first, man. I feel like we're all going to have the same thing, maybe with one or two teams swapped, but probably won't be much. All right. Well, I got, uh, Chicago White Sox winning the division and they got a young team with uh, a lot of potential and now they got the roots of managing. Hopefully he can stay off the sauce and imagine to a, <laughs> imagine to a title. I'm getting the um, Dewey's. <laughs> I got the Twins in second. Uh, the Twins in second. Cleveland in, Cleveland baseball team third. Kansas City and then Detroit. All right. AJ, you got anything different there? Do you know who I am? I'm Tony fucking LaRusa. <laughs> <laughs> it was that awesome. Why are you pulling me over for an autograph? Really? Dick. Uh, (laughs) Uh, He's a Uh, Hall of Famer. 
Not the oh. best signing. I could oh. see that actually being their downfall, dude, is having Tony Russo. Let's be honest, but I still like this team. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty dead on with that. I, I do think the Twins will come up and win it, um, take the division. You know, like we said, Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson getting up there in age, but, you know, this could be a bit of a swan song performance for Cruz, maybe for Donaldson if he's going to be like the Eagles and have his, uh, you know, farewell tour last six years. Um, But I'm going Twins, White Sox, Royals, Indians, Tigers. Look at you. Yeah. All right. Write it down. Um, can I write it down to say that you're wrong? Because uh, I'm <laughs> no. I'm spot on with Dennis there. Actually, it's White Sox, Twins, Indians, Royals, Tigers. Um, I like this White Sox offense, and I think the pitching is solid enough um, to to get them that division. I think the the Indians would have been a, a close second had they not traded away Lindor. Um, but uh, you know, since they gave him away, that that just hurts that offense too much. And there's there's a few too many question marks in the back end of that rotation. Now, if McKenzie and guys like that can be studs, then 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 fine. I, th- I think they move up to second, possibly winning the division. Um, the Twins, I'm just not sure they had the pitching. That's my problem with them. Um, I think that's where they fall. Like the offense is fantastic. Uh, I just don't think they have the pitching to really carry it. Um, we didn't even talk about pitching, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> um, this this team is like because it's so- that good. No, no, this way. is like this is like the Orioles when they were like winning divisions and nobody thought they should because their yeah. offense was just stellar and the defense in in, in the the pitching just kind of worked out. I mean, uh, so if that happens, on. then fine. But, you're looking at Kenta Maeda. Mm-hmm. You're looking at Jose Barrios. Barrios. You're looking at Michael Pintar Pineda. You're looking at Hap. I mean, come on, Jahap, dude. Jahap, nice. I, I I have to say that because Jarrell's brother. Thanks, Jeff. That's good. It's spelled wrong. It, it's like me saying my name with dyslexia. I will say this: Jahap is severely underrated in fantasy. He's very He's... underrated. What? He was good in Philly but didn't even scratch the surface of his actual potential because they traded him too early. Shocker. He had like Uh, three abysmal starts last season to start this year, and then he was like lights out. I owned him in in, uh, TGFBI and was like, I was like, should I drop this guy? I was like, well, there's nobody to pick up because it's like a 60-man league. And so I just was like, whatever. And then he was awesome. And I was like, well, thank God for that. (laughs) Won my division. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Bullpen. Yeah, it's it's okay. tough between the Twins and the Royals. Or, sorry, the Twins and the Indians to me. But I think the White Sox got this, dude. I really do. I, I love the the youth on that team, and and I really think they can then get this. Like, it all comes down to health for them. Like Eloy's got to stay healthy and things like that. Like, Eloy can't miss two thirds of the year like he wants to do. It seems like every season. So he's <laughs> he's too good them to be missing him but um all right that's all we got for the show dennis before we let you go remind everybody where they can find you on the interwebs dude you get uh, a twitter at uh, call underscore b underscore sos uh 
and look out for my uh, super sleeper article coming out next week. Awesome, man. Yeah, and you wrote the uh, the AL Central preview over there on Fancy Six Pack as well. So the uh, thanks for doing that, and it was a great great article indeed. So thank you. All right, uh, Dennis, have a good night, man, and we will uh, we will talk to you later. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Have a good night. All right, man. Good talking to you, as always. All right, AJ. I see you got more of the the decorations behind you. Got the photo up. Got all the Phillies gear, some of the O's gear. I love it, man. I like the new setup. I dig it. That's why I was late. (laughs) Liar. (laughs) I'll be five minutes. Well, part of it was, all right, shit, it's 8.58, and my, my one daughter's still awake. Okay, I need to go upstairs with her. That might be... Sounds like a you problem. It was. It was definitely a me <laughs> problem because I was sitting here futzing with my desk and my setup and whatever else. And I haven't even really looked at my laptop, which is over here and looking pretty good and whatnot. But I don't even care about you, Acer, Acer and Gary. Mm-hmm. I got the main screen right here and I'm good. Let's mm-hmm. Shut up. Shut up with your socks. Jeff, Jeff's showing the, the White Sox hat saying, go, go socks. Uh, he's got some. He's got some Cleveland hat as well. Clean I know that city, too. But uh, son. yeah, he's Saint Go Sox, huge boy Sox fan over here as our producer. But uh, all right, man, that's White it sucks. for the show. White Thanks sucks. for tuning in White this week. Uh, again, go uh, go subscribe and follow us on whatever where whatever platform you listen to us on. We appreciate it. And uh, follow me at f six p underscore joe aj. What's yours? Follow me at at apple garth algar it's a wheel of fortune before and after for those (laughs) of you who like wheel of fortune uh the before is my entire last name the after is garth effing algar from wayne's world you're welcome Mm -hmm. gotta give the credit to my wife she's she's the one that came up with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right good stuff man and uh our producer jeff hicks uh, I, I forgot his new Twitter handle, so I'd say go follow him, but I don't remember it. He says, uh, no, I disagree, but it's okay. Um, it's it's at oh, underscore Jeff underscore Hicks bitch. underscore. He wants to add all the underscores. Too much fun. Make it yeah. too confusing. So, all right, let's close out the show. Cue the music, Jeff. Peace, guys. <laughs>